I'm so excited to welcome you to our show, Team Donico, Helping Pets and Their People. Now, some of you may be asking, what is Donico? Well, I'm going to send you to their website so you can learn all about it, but I'm also going to tell you more. D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org. So Donico truly does help pets and their people, and especially those pets and people who may be in a homeless situation or a low-income situation. And picture this scenario. You're on the street. How many times have you walked by someone who looks to maybe be down on their luck and they've got a little dog or cat with them? Have you ever wondered how they're cared for? Have you ever wondered if they're getting care? I mean, what happens if they get sick? Is, is there any veterinary care available? Who takes care of them? This is something that Donico has been doing for years, and we're going to learn more about their organizations. So uh, this show and podcast will delve into this. We'll be talking at length with Marty Casey. And then later in the show, we're going to be back to talk with one of Donico's veterinarians, Dr. Lara Cranhagen. I do hope I got that right. And uh, this is just so exciting because there are ways for people to donate. There are ways for people to help. If this cause touches your heart, then we want to let you know how you can be a part of it and help them continue their work. So please stay tuned. We are going to be back with Marty Casey, president of the board of directors of Donico, who's going to tell us a lot more about how this wonderful organization works and how you might be able to help. I'm your host, Marilyn Milano, and we'll be right back. Team Donico, making a difference in the lives of people and their animals. Donico.org. That's D O N E Y C O E dot O R G. Welcome back to our show and podcast, Team Donico, helping pets and their people. And I can't think of a better guest with whom to start off our show today. And that is Marty Casey, president of the board of directors of Donico. So Marty, thank you so much for being here today and taking the time to, to talk to our listeners about the wonderful work your organization is doing. Marilyn, I am so excited to be here and I'm always excited to talk about Team Donico and what we do. So you may have to stop me. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> I'll just go, wait, time, time. It'll yes. be fun. <laughs> because um, I get so excited. Yes. And that's what happens. You know, when we're on a topic that is interesting and exciting to us, which happens so much with the topics around those of us who love animals, uh, you know, for talking about helping animals, it goes quickly. So let's just jump right in. I think the most important thing to start with is to give our listeners an idea of what Donico is. What is the Donico Pet Clinic and what do you do? Donico Pet Clinic was established in 1986. And during your opening, you mentioned that if people are wondering how animals that they see with, um, that are the pets of people that are experiencing homelessness or are perhaps low income, how do they get the veterinarian care that they clearly need at some point. Well, that's exactly what Dr. Downey said when he was walking in Pike Place Market in 1985 with his wife. He wondered, where do they get vet care? And that's how this clinic was born. 
We offer wellness services, which includes vaccines, um, wellness checks, ear, eye, and skin treatments, flea and intestinal parasite treatment. So flea treatments and prevention so that the pets can walk around during the summer without itching um, yes. like crazy. Wound care. Um, we also do treat um, diseases that are chronic, such as diabetes or respiratory illnesses. And we will provide the medication and, and checkups so that the pet can live a high quality life. That is just, that is so wonderful. And I don't think a lot of people, I mean, there are people that know about Donicone, what you do, but I think there's still a huge upside here for people to learn about your mission um, and, and the work that you were doing. So if you could describe your mission in just a statement, how would you describe the mission of Donico? We really are there to support the unconditional love between a human and then their pet, their companion animal, the companion that takes them through life and can make their life so much better and indeed give them a reason to get up in the morning, to stay sober, if that's um, right. what's needed, to stay warm and sheltered. And our clients all take such great care of their pets that it's really heartwarming to see that. And our mission is based on that every animal deserves to live a high quality life, healthy, and be happy, no matter what the income status is of their person. Yes, yes, that is so true. I mean, that that warms my heart. And uh, it makes me feel good to know that there is help for these animals that might not otherwise have any kind of support whatsoever. So in terms of the core values of your organization, I know that there are some things that are just super important in terms of those building blocks. Uh, what, what would you say those are? Well, the building blocks for us is that we believe that all animals, all companion animals, all pets, you know, whatever term you want to use to, to call those creatures, dogs and cats and rabbits and sometimes rats and snakes and ferrets, deserve to live their best life. And we want to help them do that. Uh, quality veterinarian care is a right that shouldn't be dependent on income. The animal needs a quality vet care and we want to deliver it for them. We also believe that all pets should be valued and wanted so that they can be good com companions and really help their person. And that's why we believe in spay and neuter we do require that all of our clients have their pets spayed or neutered, and we want to make sure that every animal is wanted. We also believe that the bond is strongest when there is one animal and one human. So we encourage clients that are accessing the free veterinary care to have one animal. Now, that doesn't mean if you have more animals, we won't take care of the animal with the very best care. It's just that's what we encourage and advocate for is that you really build that special bond with one animal. Yes. And of course, when you're dealing with other things, like possibly being on the street or just dealing with income, it's nice to be able to focus on one pet and give them the care they need. Um, yes. I know that some people do have more, but I certainly understand what you're saying. Before we talk about some of the achievements that you have accomplished and, and the ones that you're the most proud of, I want to mention something. Uh, you are actually an organization that is powered by volunteers, and I'm going to have you delve into that in a second. But what that means to me 
is that the money that people donate is really going to help the animals and the people who need it. It's not going to support some guy in a corner office with a plant watering service. And uh, uh, so, I mean, a lot of people are particular about when they're donating that they want their donation to actually go to help the animals. So uh, if you could just tell us a little bit more about the Powered by Volunteers, which has been the way that you have operated. And then I would love to hear about some of the organization's achievements that, that make you the most proud and that you're just very happy to be associated with. Okay, thank you, Marilyn. Um, when I say powered by volunteers, I mean that we do not have a, a large staff. We have recently hired three part-time people to help us out because we needed that help to be sustainable. There are no corner offices because we don't even have an office. So we are able to keep our infrastructure costs very low, almost non-existent. We pull in our truck, our panel truck, I think it's a 2004 Zuzi, and we unload everything and we build the clinic to wherever we are. That has been for 33 years it was at Union Gospel Mission and every Saturday the volunteer, every Saturday that the clinic ran, which is twice a month, the volunteers would meet the truck. We would unload it with some very heavy equipment, build the clinic, and we'd be open to see people and their pets. Um, so everything that we receive from individual donors, families, goes directly to caring for the pets. It all goes to the vet care. Often we have situations where if a pet is an animal, is it has a very serious illness or it's an emergency or a wound or a tumor or any of those things that are very serious medical issues, we partner with the veterinary professionals, normal vet clinics that everybody goes to. We send our clients there with their pet to be taken care of there because they have the facilities to offer the quality medical care that we might not be able to at our Saturday clinic. All of that is funded by our generous donors who are all individuals. We individuals and families, family foundations. We don't get any grants. Um, we're not, we don't get any government payments. We're been supported for all this time by generous individuals, and we're so grateful to them. I think one thing that a lot of people have noticed is that with the pandemic and so forth, there have been more people and more pets on the street. And so mm -hmm. it's important that we get the word out to more people to let them know about what you're doing. And uh, I know that at donico.org, D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org, there are places to donate. And whether you can donate money or time, that is certainly important. Now, again, I can't believe that we're almost to the end of our segment, but I do want to ask you, Marty, I mean, you obviously have a love for animals. How long have you been involved with Donico and what made you decide to get involved with this organization? So I've been involved with Donico Pet Clinic as a volunteer since 2017. And then as with so many things in life, timing was really great where the organization was ready for someone with someone like my skills. And I was ready to be, you know, I was passionate about animals. And I always had, every time I would see somebody that was unsheltered or didn't have a house or 
or clearly was down on their luck, I would always get this pang in my heart and kind of a rock in my stomach thinking, oh, what can I do? I can't do anything. You know, that's the first thing. It's, it's such a huge problem. It's hard to put your, you know, your head around it as to what you can do. Exactly. And when I learned about the Doni Copet Clinic, I went to volunteer and I was like, this is it. Uh, it's a, we are small, we're mighty after spending 30 great years in corporate America. I absolutely love working with a small, mighty, lean in, um, very flexible organization. We can turn the ship whenever we need to, which helped us tremendously during the recent pandemic. I like to think it's over now. So it helped us tremendously during that time so that we could continue to serve. I just, I'm I'm very excited that we're going to be getting the word out to more people so that more people can contribute in their way, whether it's money or time or both. So again, uh, I'm going to encourage people, we're going to be talking to Marty again down the road because Marty has an amazing background and so much to share. And there is a lot of information here that we want to get out to folks. So we will be bringing her back. But in the meantime, please go to donico.org, D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org. You can delve in there, find out more about what the organization is doing now, how they got started, what opportunities are available to help. It is such a worthy cause. There is so much need. These animals need us. And we can be here to make sure that they're getting what they need because of the work that Donico is doing. So again, Marty, thank you for all of your service over the past few years. Thank you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. And like I said, we've got a lot more to talk about. So we will be doing that down the road. In the meantime, we're going to take a very short break. And then we're going to talk to one of the Donico veterinarians, Dr. Lara Cranhagen, and learn a little bit more about what actually happens at the clinics and what they do to help uh, their pet patients. So again, thank you, Marty Casey. I'm Marilyn Malone. We're taking a short break, and we'll be right back. Team Donico, making a difference in the lives of people and their animals. Donico.org. That's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E dot O-R-G. Welcome to Team Donico, helping pets and their people. And we have a second guest today. We just talked with Marty Casey, who was the president of the board of directors. And we now have one of Donico's very own veterinarians who is there in the trenches with our animal pets, Dr. Laura Cranhagen. I, I really, truly hope I said that right. You did. Um, good job. <laughs> good. We ha- had some, um, some help with the... Um, uh, spelling out the pronunciation thanks to Marty's so because that would be an easy one to to mispronounce and oh my gosh I always hated it when people mispronounced my name so I'm like we have to get this right but anyway Dr. Lara thank you so much for being here I'm just I'm curious how long have you been a, a veterinarian with the Doni Co Pet Clinic and I'm, I'm just curious about your view from the trenches and what you're doing and what a typical clinic looks like for you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Um, I've been volunteering with the Donico Clinic for about 23 years now. Um, wow. Yeah, since moving to Seattle. Um, and started off just volunteering at occasional clinics and then more recently have uh, joined the board of directors and I'm also on the um, strategic planning committee. Um, 
a typical clinic isn't that different than a clinic in my regular practice, um, except that we're in various locations, sometimes outside, sometimes in shelters. Right. Um, but we set, we have an exam station kind of set up for each veterinarian and each assistant. Um, we bring the patients in, um, do our exam, determine what they need. We have a, a pretty full pharmacy with um, the most, you know, the most commonly used medications, um, flea treatments, that sort of thing. We mm-hmm. are able to do diagnostic lab work um, and and hopefully send them home with what they need, including um, preventive care, vaccinations, flea treatments, and, and that sort of thing. Oh, yes. And there are so many things. I mean, I know I have a few little notes here that I had taken earlier. And so cleaning and extraction of bad teeth. I mean, a lot of people might not realize that bad teeth can create problems for the heart and in the blood and all kinds of things. And so it's not just an aesthetic thing like, oh, my dog has a a funny looking tooth here. I mean, it is a medical situation and it's so great that you're able to offer that uh, for pets as well as treatment for chronic diseases like diabetes or uh, kidney issues or or just different things that they might need. So um, I know that these people and their animals must be so grateful. And again, I know that a core value for Doni Co, uh, because Marty mentioned it, is also that the animals need to be spayed and neutered. I think a lot of people still don't understand that it can have serious health consequences for dogs that aren't spayed and neutered. And one thing mentioned here is pyometra, which I've heard of. Can you tell us a little bit about that and why it's important to spay female dogs because of this risk? Yeah, so unspayed female dogs have a risk of developing a, um, a life-threatening uh, infection in their uterus. I actually did have one Doni client who we had to do emergency surgery um, because of this, and, um, and they became very grateful and, and lifelong clients. Um, but yeah, it is very important to spay and neuter, and that's, that's why we um, definitely emphasize it as being necessary for our clients. Um, and, and not just in female dogs, but also in male dogs can have prostate disease and, and yes. issues as well. Yes. And you know, it's just funny. There are still some very old fashioned uh, thoughts about spaying and neutering pets, but it is so much better for their health. And it's just wonderful that you're able to offer that. Now, I know that having been there for 23 years, you have probably seen some amazing cases, some amazing stories. Are you able to share one or two of the stories of pets that you've helped over the years that particularly stand out to you? Sure. There's been so many and I leave every clinic and I can't even count the number of clinics I've been at now, but leave every clinic tired, (laughs) but also just um, always feeling grateful to be able to do this work and provide this care. But one example, just from our last clinic, less than, you know, less than two weeks ago, um, a young couple with a young, healthy dog who happened to have epilepsy and was having increasing frequency of seizures that were really going to be risky for the dog's long-term health and, and potentially brain brain injury. Um, they'd been to a traditional event. They had just enough money for an exam, but couldn't afford the medications or the recommended blood work. So had to leave that exam empty handed. And when I told them, we can provide the medications to control your dog's seizures. We can provide the blood work necessary. They just were so relieved. You could just see their whole body just uh, release that tension. And, and at the end they said, you know, we are going to work so hard to do whatever it takes to be able to afford this medication for our dog on our own someday. And, uh, and that just felt great. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I know I know of people right now, they're not here in Seattle, but I know of people who struggle to uh, get the medication together. And these folks may be on uh, fixed income. They're not, not living on the street, but right. it's not inexpensive. And there's nothing worse than feeling like you can't take care of one of your beloved pets. I mean, right. because you feel like you failed them and let them down. So again, um, I think it's it's fantastic, and I'm sure that I mean this is why we want more people to know that you're there, so that if they need the help, they can reach out to you. But also, if they can support this because they feel good about what it is that you're doing, um, uh, then then this is even better. So, what is it over the over the last twenty years that you've been doing this? Twenty plus years. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that stands out about the animal-human bond that really surprised you, you know, from the time you started to now something maybe that you weren't aware of or that just was like, wow, that's a revelation? Well, one thing I've learned over the years of not just doing the Doni Clinic, but my regular practice too, is it's this job isn't about loving animals. That helps, but it really is about loving the people who love their animals and helping to foster that bond. It's such a unique relationship. You know, the pets love unconditionally. They don't judge you or your ability to, or where you live. Um, But they also, um, they also depend on you for all of their basic needs and to be able to um, come alongside and help someone support providing the basic needs for the pet that might be, might be the healthiest relationship they have for the most vulnerable. Um, it just it just makes life better for everybody. Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, yes, the animal-human bond is amazing, and people who haven't experienced it are missing out. They truly are. You can tell when someone doesn't understand because they'll say some goofy thing like, well, it's just a dog, or, well, they don't really know. You know, they don't really feel that. Mm-hmm. And uh, my first instinct is to want to pour some cold water on them or something, but <laughs> educating is probably a better idea. Um, in terms of what has changed the most since you started volunteering 20 years ago, have you seen any major shifts that – I mean, obviously, there's there have been advances in medicine, but anything that really stands out in terms of, wow, 20 years ago, we didn't have this, or 20 years ago, we did things this way. Yeah, we've come a long way. You know, um, um, we're able to, lot, to offer a lot more services than we were previously. We've expanded our ability to refer to outside facilities for uh, surgeries, x-rays, ultrasounds, you know, things that we can't offer in clinic. Um, we've become a lot more efficient in communicating with our clients. We've, um, we just recently, we were able to do a dental day where we had all volunteer staff of veterinarians and technicians, and we were able to do advanced oral surgery, uh, that typically would have cost thousands of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. and really a lot of uh, pain and suffering for a number of pets. So it's, it's been really satisfying to see our organization grow and develop, um, as veterinary costs continue to go up and skyrocket, um, you know, the needs just greater than ever. It is. I mean, it's hard enough if you're working sometimes to cover everything. I mean, even with pet insurance. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I have pet insurance and I'm working and yet uh, it can be, it can be stressful. So I can really extrapolate and think, what does a person do that doesn't know where their next meal is coming from and their dog is suffering or their cat is suffering. So again, it's wonderful work that you were doing. Uh, Team Doni Co., 
Helping Pets and Their People is the name of our show and podcast. And if you go to donico.org, D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org, you can jump on that website, learn more, learn how you might be able to donate or donate time. And just let people know about this. Let people know who want to help and have the capacity to help. Let people know who may need help. And they're they're too proud to ask if you know someone that that maybe you've seen out and about or even someone in your circle, uh, let them know that this is there because it is just, uh, it's just so helpful and so comforting to know that people can get help for their pets. So before we wrap things up, and again, we're speaking with Dr. Laura Cranhagen, who is one of the veterinarians that works with Joni Co Pet Clinic. Do you have any last words uh, of wisdom for our listeners today Uh, thoughts, encouragement, uh, requests, anything you'd like to tell the folks listening to our show and podcast? Well, I just say um, with more resources, both financial, but also also just volunteer resources, um, we know we could serve more more people and their pets. Um, um, So we hope to keep expanding and, um, and, you know, every, every little bit helps. It really, truly does. And again, as um, Marty Casey mentioned earlier in the show, when you're powered by volunteers, you're not supporting somebody in the corner office with a plant service or lunches or whatever. Not that there's anything wrong with those things, but that's not where most people who volunteer and donate want to see their funds go. They want to see them go to help those those animals and people in need. And so thank you again. Thank you for your years of service. Thank you for being a part of this great organization. And thank you, especially for taking time to be on the show today. We're going to take a very short break and come right back. You've been listening to Dr. Laura Cranhagen. This is Team Donico, helping pets and their people. I'm your host, Marilyn Milano, and we'll be back in a moment. For 35 years, Doni Co. Pet Clinic has provided comprehensive care for the animals of people in need. Funded by donations and powered by volunteers, Doni Co. Pet Clinics keeps overhead to a minimum to ensure healing is at a maximum. Please join Team Doni Co. and make a difference in the lives of people and their animals. Volunteer or donate today. Doni Co. Pet Clinic. Log into donico.org. That's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org. Org. Welcome back to Team Donico, helping pets and their people. So glad that you could be with us today for the show and podcast. I'm Marilyn Milano, your host, and a special thank you to our guests, Marty Casey and Dr. Laura Cranhagen. There is so much more to learn about this organization, and we will be back to tell you more. But in the meantime, go to their website, donico.org, D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org. Jump on there, learn more, and think about how you might be able to help if it so moves you. This is just uh, fantastic work that's doing good things in our world. So thanks again to both of you for joining us. Thanks to our listeners. And until next time, I'm Marilyn Milano, your host of Team Donico, helping pets and their people. Mm